Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. Und meine name, I'm not going to do that anymore. My name is Sam Bradley. And welcome, lovely people, to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragonists. Uh, Sammy boy, do you want to tell the people where they can find us on their other ways of absorbing content slash media through social media platforms? Uh, I believe I can provide that information. That was a hell of a brief. Um, yeah, they can get us a uh, starter set podcast on Facebook and Twitter, starter set show on Instagram, and you can also visit our new oh website, startaset.buzzsprout.com. Uh, where you can find all the shows, you can listen to everything there, and uh, yeah, we'd really like you to check it out because it's brand new and we're enjoying it very much. That's startaset.buzzsprout.com. Ed, bloody hell are we doing this week, eh? What are we doing? Oh, you lucky people. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still sticking around in Eberron, looking at those races that have come out and also the follow-up in class. Don't worry, everybody. I felt a mutinous rage. Uh, come through the speakers and or microphone, whatever thing you're listening on. But don't worry, we'll get to the class as well. Warforged, Sam, we're looking at Warforged. Ooh, okay. So these are, I mean, I've obviously read Eberron in passing, as I do with much of what we do with this show. I read it in passing. Um, these are the big metal people, aren't they? I imagine there's more to it than that, but they're sort of... Nope. That's, that's it. That's the show. All right, guys, see you next week. Okay. And uh, that's it. I'm here to learn as well. Yes, that is true. Now, uh, yes, Warforged are, um, well, they answer the age-old question, uh, yeah, war, what is it good for? Oh, making metal madmen. It's it's good to make Warforged. Okay, yeah, sounds about right. So, Warforged are, as they sound, basically met- sentient metal and stone um, humanoids, for, okay. for lack of a better term. Um, they are, uh, to quote famous Warforged, because I think this will mm-hmm. probably give the best context, uh, Iron Giant. Uh, I mean, admittedly, he's quite big. He's a big fella, but... Oh, so that's... Okay, so that's what we're looking at. I was thinking more like Iron Man. That seems reductionary, just because they they're metal people. <laughs> well, Iron Man could be, and I've seen, and I've seen a lot of people kind of do that build... Um, around, hey, do you want to build Iron Man? Yeah, it just so happens that his armor is him. Um, so Iron Giant, Iron Man, uh, Iron Stan. Less, less well known. What about Cybermen? Is that? Am I close there? Oh, they are. They're interesting. Obviously, mm, mm. well, they're they're just a living prison. Yeah, that's less fun, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, where you going, Jeremy? I'm going live in prison. <laughs> it's going to be great. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, they are metal humanoids um, with sentience, ultimately. Now, the interesting thing, and as I've said, I'm not going to just do the um, reason why these things exist straight out of the book, because guys just go buy the book and read it. It's a fantastic, lovely, lovely publication. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about how... You can, those people who want to kind of put a twist on the Warforged, bring them into their own game and figure it out. So Warforged, what are they? They are metal people made for combat, right? <coughs> that That's that's them at a base level. 
Um, and that's what what they do in the in Eberron. It's basically there was a huge war. They didn't have enough people, so they made people. Uh, Vision is another fantastic Warforged, and also Ooh, Ultron. Yeah. What about um? Oh God, the that fucking robot from that film. I know that doesn't help. Oh, the, brilliant! That is top quality stuff. Yeah, because robots are so rarely featured in pop culture. Um, <clears throat> what uh, the the Solo movie, right? That. That robot in that, the Phoebe Waller Bridge robot, the sure, pinfoil, uh, yeah, L1, I think her name is. Oh, who gives a shit at this point? But you know what I mean. You are yeah, being yeah. kidnapped. That one. Yes. So the great thing is, um, we have a lot of popular culture elements to kind of work with in terms of the creation of these things. So typically, let's go fantastical. Number one, a wizard did it. Oh yeah. Because that's <laughs> that's usually it. Yeah. That's usually just straight up, oh, it's it's easy enough. Um, it, you can look into it from a point of R&D, like say that there's a collection of wizards. Let's, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put together, let's go back to the People's Republic of Aquilibrium. Throwback, back, back, back. <clears throat> We're gonna go back there. We're gonna go to the College of Liquid Success and um, part of their element is helping out shipbuilders, right? Mm-hmm. Now, one wizard there created uh, an iron golem right makes sense now they're, they're fine they're good but they're not entirely dexterous they don't necessarily think for themselves they don't take initiative so this guy's gone right let's get let's get r&d over and we'll push forwards and trying to make these guys something a little bit better lo and behold many many millennia past years past and eventually they come out with uh warforged mm, okay. albeit not for war purposes but for a sense of here's a here's their purpose right water forge better thank you i appreciate that i am helping <laughs> now uh, that's one um another one that i think is and I'm, I'm literally making these up as we go along uh dwarves oh they're kind of like robots that kind of i don't know maybe the dwarves got really lonely and then when well, that happened and then they gave birth to these sort of people robot hybrids okay i think i understand <laughs> what you're insinuating but it's to, no I'm thinking well, that's another uh, one of our. That's another one of our explanations. It's like tieflings, isn't it? Something had sex with something it shouldn't, and that. that and that's happened. what popped out. <laughs> oh, I suppose. I suppose you could have a theoretical golden, uh, a golden, warforged because we're aware that uh, dwarves have two great loves in their lives, which is beer and gold. Um, and then you can't fuck beer. <laughs> n- no, um, I feel like this is taking a weird turn. <laughs> It's got got dodgy, hasn't it? But you know what I mean, though. Let's let's bring it back. Let's wrangle this back on track. It's it's basically any environment where you need an intelligent workforce that doesn't mind working in a dangerous environment, like mining or shipbuilding or yes, exactly, oil rigs or stuff. Or like a that. war. Or a war, indeed. <laughs> Arguably, one of the most dangerous areas. So. Um, now, one of the personality elements with the way that Warforge kind of operate, and this is something that obviously you guys can figure out yourselves and how you want to do this, but a big draw to them is they've typically and they've typically been released, right? Because they're no longer they're they're as part of an adventuring party now. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, this is Dungeons and Dragons. We know they're going to go on an adventure. Yeah. So they've either been released or they've malfunctioned or something. Um, you can look to iRobot for a little bit of. Uh, inspiration on sort of an ex- escaped point. Anything by Isaac Asimov, really, if if we're going to take it that way. 
Like certainly, we you know he we we found him and we found this crying robot and uh, oh oh no, just gonna save that for the end of the show. Ed, carry on. Perfect. Um, so they've they've got to a point where they're basically going against their base. Uh, for lack of a better term, programming. It's really difficult not to just make these guys robots in my head. I'm sitting here going like, okay, they're moving away from that. Mm. But ultimately, that's what they are. Let's let's be honest with it. So they have a they have a typical thing that they were built for, and for whatever reason, they've gone away from that. Now, you as a warforged have to figure out what that means for yourself. Are you still trying to figure out who you want to be, or is it a um, is it something that you've already figured out and are comfortable with, or is it something that's continually evolving? How much of the world have you also experienced? Because you can have this very interesting uh, world in opposites point where everything mm-hmm. is a revelation to this thing, and it's mm-hmm. all fantastical and amazing, but they are not built really a lot of the time for discovery of those things you know what i mean specifically if they are built for a for a combat it's it's i'm a death machine but i oh my god look a fun rabbit kind of thing yeah but by the same argument i'm th- I, again i'm trying not to it's really easy to just go well, they're, they're fucking magic robots but it's like let's say that you've got like a droid car from star wars one of those things that rolls into a ball and then pops yep. out and they have the shield yeah what does that look like going through like what if we replaced Jim Carrey in Eternal was it uh, Sunshine of a Spotless Mind with like a battle droid from Star Wars yeah that's exactly it but it's not built it can't touch it can't feel it's just it's like but it's trying to it's trying to and that's really sad yeah exactly so there are points so they are they can be inherently quite sad creatures but also Mm. they 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 bring wonder into the world of the party you know what i mean um in in the in the book in eberron they talk about having quirks i mean that's one where it's just continually stroking things going feels nice and it's like you've got your hand in a fire yeah or like it gets too excited and just shoots the rabbit or whatever Yes, exactly. Oh, bunny, hug, squish, done. Oh, Lenny from Mice and Men, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's so that's a few of the sort of ways that you can kind of f- try and fit them into your game. I don't think, or, ooh, I was going to say, I don't think they could potentially have a culture, but actually that is much what? more I, interesting. I disagree there, yeah. Yeah, because we're going on the, we started here with the sense of, Oh, we're going to do the singular one who's rebelling. What about the point where actually they've all gone out and they've made... Um, what's the X... In X-Men, what's Magneto's Island where all the mutants go to? Genosha, is that it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Genosha's where the droid foundries are in Star Wars. But Genosha... Yes, that is correct. Genosha is something in the X-Men universe. Well, it's called uh, the Savage Land. Is what it's cool. called. That's where the Brotherhood of Mutants live. Okay, fine. So that area where they've kind of carved out their own space and they're no longer persecuted or whatever and they just want to live on their own. Like, an entire nation that looks like that or is like that. That must be quite an interesting thing to explore. Maybe they've gone to a point where they've all got an internal and programmed to go to this place thousand years ago. They then closed borders... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, oh, you don't go over to the eastern eastern side of that continent because no one ever comes back. And now 
they're sending out um they're sending out scouts they're sending out uh, envoys yeah. messengers um they're be- their best and brightest of what is ultimately a giant ai potentially and you've got that as well you can work some sort of uh mind flayer-esque hive mind slash yeah like brainiac in superman that kind of thing it's so it's it's so advanced and it's so ahead of its game that when it does choose to step back into humanity everything is unequivocally fucked because it's like you're just these meat sack monkey people we have no need for you yes exactly and then you get you get your other guy that's like no these are my friends can touch flowers <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost it's actually at that point we're making a rogue cyberman you know what I mean? So many possibilities. These are so... Co- this yeah. might be my favourite thing to come out of Ebron. <laughs> what is love? <laughs> <laughs> How do feel sadness? You know, things like that, which is always going to be great. you got the 3PO, um, you know, yeah. especially if they, they might express their, their ideas or however they want to agree with a plan or not a plan. Mm based on facts and figures. Is um, there a better fucking line in Age of Ultron where Tony's getting ready to fight Ultron and he's like, I'll draw him out because he's coming for me and Ultron just walks past him. Oh yes, he hates you the most. That's just such a good line. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the cultural and potentially like a few ideas for you guys to go out there and role play. Now I'm going to go into the mechanics and I'm going to caveat this first before I get into it. And I'll tell you why. Because people and I I keep seeing this on the net and things like that where they're going, oh, Warforged are overpowered, they're ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Hey man, it's Dungeons and Dragons. You are like the things that kill you. All all player characters are overpowered in comparison to the world around. It's like, bro, fucking a lot of the time. Warlocks, come on. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Warlocks past a certain level are basically unplayable. Yeah, uh, you've got that thing with the druids, monks, high-level monks are crazy. Um, so there is a point where you just kind of go like, do you know what? Yeah, maybe some elements aren't balanced, but ultimately the storytelling a lot of the time will be um, will come into play to a point where that doesn't necessarily matter. The dice do enough of a, an, a randomization if you want to and this is this is sort of you can fine if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons in a 90 90 foot by 90 foot square room which is just white there's nothing in it yeah fine they probably are a little bit overpowered but you might get one who is who sits there goes I protect friends and just throws himself in front of danger everything. will robinson yeah i think it's like <sighs> i mean that argument, oh they're overpowered well not to be that guy but if your dm isn't presenting enough different situations where you need a variety of skills to get through them then yeah they are overpowered but don't what was it trust the tail not the teller or something like that do you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly so so that's that's an element there and most dms will be able to deal with it and enjoy it and if your players want to play them hey man as, as long as they help you and they get you to if you're a dm and your players are coming to you going this is i want to play a warforged I'm thinking of this stuff because obviously you've listened to the podcast and you've gone, man, those ideas are brilliant. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Your DM is going to, I, if from my experience, go, 
bloody hell thank you so much for taking that bit off my plate and and doing it all for me yeah fine just give me an, give me the details and i'll figure out the rest of it if there's one thing that i've learned as a dm and i've dm'd three or four times now nine times out of ten your characters will bring you stuff and you'll go oh, of course that's better does that fit in? Does that fit in with what I've written already? Yeah, fucking do that. Always do that. Yeah. Always do that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Warforged traits. Let's go into it. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. You get a constitution score increased by two, which is pretty obvious why you're made of metal and stone. Um, so that's good. Uh, and then you also have an other ability score that gets increased by one. Okay. Yes, you do. So, <clears throat> a lot of the time, people will kind of link that in with what their Warforged original purpose was. You know. So, if I mean? you're a translator, you could put it into bard. Uh, yeah. Charisma. Yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> age, and uh, this is with Eberron coming into it, but um, and I'll tell you why this is different. So, uh, in the book, it says between two and thirty years old, right? And that is because. Okay that's how long the war was lasting and when the Warforged got created to deal with it. Right, okay. In in your environment, in your thing, I mean, I could potentially see these guys lasting forever, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're magical beings that get created and stuff like that, so why not? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, medium size, sorry, yeah. yeah. Medium size, uh, 30 speed. Now, here come the interesting bits and bobs. So they have a thing called Constructed Resilience, where they have advantage on saving throws against being poisoned and resistance to poison damage. Uh, this is this one might be the one that kind of throws things a little bit out of whack. Um, they don't need to eat, drink, or breathe. They're immune to disease, and you don't need to sleep, and magic can't put you to sleep. So that's oh, all really shit. useful. That's really... So you could just... Okay, so it's... You can just walk into the sea and keep walking. Yes, exactly. And then just come up the other side. Yep. I, I'm kind of seeing why people are... But again, it's like... It's kind of like why we haven't really had a decent Superman TV series or movie. Because he's too it's good. It's like people... He's too... Yeah, but there are ways to make the character. You just have to think outside the box. Yeah. Like, Lois and Clark is probably the best Superman TV series we've ever had. Shut up. Think about it. Because it gave us consequences outside of him being Superman. What you have to do with these things is give them consequences outside of being a badass. So it's like, what happens? Not Okay, yeah, he doesn't have to breathe, eat, sleep or shit. Fine. But he destroys somehow every culture he comes into contact with because that's his nature yeah hang a story on that you know. yeah exactly um so that's that part um they have an element called so obviously they're saying oh we don't need to sleep but they do need rests so that doesn't kind of get get rid of long rest short rests um i guess batteries we'll go with it there's a it's a battery yeah, like solar cells or something yeah exactly um so the nice thing is is basically whilst they're taking their long rest it only takes them six hours um and this isn't like sleeping so typically when you're asleep you are considered unconscious um these are like um, in standby kind of like bicentennial man type thing right exactly okay. so you know you, you pop him up next to the group and watch over them and then boop blip 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 enemies nearby kind of statement 
they have a thing called integrated protection. Now this I really like. Uh, basically, so they get a plus one bonus to their armor class as a standard because they're made of metal and stone. But what they do is um, they basically incorporate any armor that they put on. Like the T-1000? Kind of. So it's not, it's not, they don't, I put on this armor, then I put on this armor, and then I put on this armor. That doesn't stack. It's, they put on a plate, um, plate armor, they put on plate mail, and it mm. basically fuses to their skin, or uh, outer skin, or exoskeleton, right? So this means that they don't need to, after they've done that, they don't need to put the armor on or off. Um, it can't mm -hmm. be removed from them at all. Um... They say that while you live, by the way, so I don't know if once you die you can take the armor off, it kind of just goes bleh and gets ejected out of you or something along those lines. <laughs> something which I do think is quite interesting, actually, with that as an idea. So um, there is, uh, I'm not sure if you've come across them yet, Sam. There is a few uh, monsters that actively deteriorate armor um, thing armor and weapons and things that go against them. We're thinking black puddings, uh, grey oozes, uh, ochre jellies, and stop, stop. Yeah. What was say the first one again? Black puddings. Black puddings. Yeah. This game, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're um think of it as like sentient acidic tar. That's the best way to describe it. As oh, so if you um, put it in a in a jacket jacket jesus if you put it in armor it'll melt because of its nature okay yeah i get that yes exactly so um and rust monsters as well which uh, the clues on in the name there uh basically if you if you take that to a point where you're coming across this as a warforged i'd actually make them i'd make warforged um i can't remember what the hell it's called now basically any damage done from those creatures is considered doubled because what they do is yeah. they 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 plus they they if you hit them with a sword, your sword gets worse. If they attack you, your armor gets worse. Mm. There's not many creatures that do this. And because of the integration that you have as a Warforged with your armor, that's something else entirely interesting, where they, they are just burning through that. So, hey, man, that's a little homebrew rule set there for you. I like that. Just off the top of me old noggin. I like that a lot. That's like, what if Superman physically took damage for every person in Metropolis that died? Sure, that's a weird one, but okay, I like it. Well, that's how, there was a video, this is Super Sam's, a super obscure pop culture tangent. They made a Superman video game way back in the day, and your health wasn't your health. Your health was the health of the city. Oh, nice. So if you were if you were fighting someone and you were fucking each other up, but you were throwing each other through buildings, they'd have issues with that. The the the, the your health whatever they that's think it was good. Like metropa like meter. That's actually a really good mechanic to look after it. Yeah, it was it was it was a good check and balance. Yeah, it was very interesting. Nice. So the the last last couple of elements they have a thing called specialized design where they gain one skill and one tool. Uh, which kind of links in with that where they can choose one uh, ability score increased plus one uh, and they can read and write common and one other language which is a pretty standard element there um, and I think with that, that kind of puts the nail in Warforged which they just absorb into their bodies and spit back out again <laughs> Sam, what's in your character box? This, my friend is the crying robot so uh one day a party of adventurers come across like an old battleground, like a war-torn city or something. 
and uh, they can hear crying and they dig through the dirt and the rubble and they find a crying robot who is uh, a warforged that has gained sentience and they're like oh why are you crying are you broken they try and fix him he's like oh don't keep fucking poking me I've gained sentience, war is horrible, sorry, war is horrible, or however you want to make your robots talk, and he's basically, or they, it, whatever, is looking for the last power cell, it requires a very specific fuel, and it has a week left, and because it's because it's so rare you know it has this rare fuel because it's quite a rare kind of experimental war forged um yeah what if like the t1000 was the bicentennial man basically yeah so that's the crying robot and you know it's like oh what do you, you know, why, why are we risking our lives for this it's like risking your life for a toaster and he's like i can hear you is he um what is he is he a rogue is he a is he a wizard he is a no he'd be a bard because he'd have to convince them that yeah. he needs this top up. And they get there, this is good, and they get there to this place, this underground laboratory alchemist's lab, and they crack open the safe, and what comes out? It's a song. He's fueled by song. Oh, that I do like. It's almost like the, the creative then, uh, thing powers him. Exactly, yes, indeed. But that also means that whenever he's cutting through goblins, he'll just be like, when I'm, you know, if I only had a brain, slice, <laughs> squelch, <laughs> boom. As literal brain matter just sprays yeah. into him. <laughs> In the meadow, we can build a snowman. <laughs> and he has to sing to power himself. It's like a self-perpetuating solo, but obviously he sings in the <laughs> robot voice. <laughs> and I think I think I've just found my new favourite thing to do. It's just to sing any song. I mean, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> oh no, this is where this is gonna go. Mm-hmm. All right, wicked. Um, yeah, that I think that puts the actual nail in the coffin there. Uh, let's bring the show to a close. Um, so I haven't, many more of these. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from No Can. No can <laughs> no can do there uh, but i presume that he's still doing okay on his quests um let's hope for the best uh if you do see him around by the way people of britain and also the u.s and also wherever else you're listening from because he could have actually by now managed to take a ferry or board a flight which sounds terrifying but if you do see him around on his travels do please let us know uh, and send us a quick email just to make sure that he's okay. Uh, Sam, that email address is starter set. Well, hang on. Why don't we have the uh, Why don't we have the robot tell you starter set twenty at hotmail Perfect. Thank you, Robo Sam. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you do see him, let us know what he's doing. Uh, let's bring the show to a close. As always, we've been starter set. You have been our listeners. Roll well, and we will most definitely. Most definitely. See you next week. Goodbye. Tweet us if you want the rest of the shows to be like this. Please don't. Please do. I mean, please do.